when there's no more room in hell, the dead walk here. We're reopening the hive. I want to know what went on down there. You're all going to die down here. Rule number one for surviving zombie land, cardio. Look, okay, just get any blunt objects together, all right? If you get cornered, bash them in the head, that seems to work out. Keep together, stay sharp, and follow me. Well, hello there. Welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I am obviously not Bob Fournier, who is currently being eaten by zombies. Um, this week, uh, it is me, Rick, hosting this episode, uh, along with my co-hosts, Ryan. Hello, Rick. Who's and, not Bob? <laughs> and Lou. Howdy. How's it going? I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's about what it's been. <laughs> Feels like we were just on another podcast. Well, we just enjoyed each other's company so much, we decided to start a whole new podcast. We do, right? So, what you guys been up to? Anything... Anything zombie-related? Of course. When, when are we, like, each week? <laughs> it, I'm realizing this more and more as we do this show uh, and, and collect news for the show, that zombies are everywhere, and it doesn't, it's not hard to find stories that involve zombies. Like, just the stuff we have today is just, it really makes you realize, like, zombies are, I can understand why the haters hate, because we're everywhere, you know? Yeah, right. well, it's the same thing with, like, the vampire thing. Everyone's always like, oh, ever since Twilight, there's vampires everywhere. But, like, yeah, there's more zombies everywhere. I mean, if you look at it five years ago, it wasn't as, you know, relevant in media. But with TV shows like The Walking Dead and comic books and video games, it's just so much more zombie stuff out there now. Yeah. And, and, and I can kind of see where the people who are kind of sick of it come, are coming from. Because I'm kind of like, some of this stuff that I see every day is like, oh, I don't know if this is, you know... I don't know if we need to talk about it. Like, zombies, I get it. It's fun. But, like, there's things like, I don't know. I, I think maybe, like, well, the one story we had was, like, zombies. That was yeah. interesting. But, like, it had nothing to do with zombies. They just called them zombies. It was fun, though. It was fun. I, I, I still do enjoy talking about zombies. I mean, I'm not I'm not sick of the creatures, the wonderful, majestic zombie. Um, it's an elusive creature. Kind yes. of like a unicorn. Yeah. Or a, or a ponycorn. No horn, though. No. As George Carlin says, people keep believing in angels, but where the hell are all the fucking zombies? <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, um, I do not have trivia like Bob does every week, uh, but I do have the ultimate zombie preparation guide that we can go over real quickly. Let's see. what they, what they they. This is what they recommend. Uh, I don't know who they is, but they recommend it. Um, so step one, you have to prepare for the zombie apocalypse. You must have water, food, medication, tools and supplies, sanitation and hygiene products, clothing and bedding, important documents, and first aid supplies. Hmm. So what do you guys think on those, on all that stuff that you need to now carry with you? Wait, are they suggesting we carry that they're, everywhere? They're suggesting that you have all this with you. So water, obviously people need water, but, you know, you can't really carry gallons and gallons of water with you unless you have a group or a van mm. uh water and food is a is a given medication is pretty much a given uh i mean you didn't need if if you i mean i guess medication and first aid supplies fall in the same category unless medication is like if you have if you have like dire allergies um you know someone goes out and hide in the woods to hide from the zombies and you're sneezing like crazy can't really hide from zombies <laughs> Man, I never thought uh, about that. Allergies in the zombie apocalypse? Exactly. I keep, I keep a gallon of distilled water in the trunk of my car in case my radiator has issues. So, it, I mean, that could work for drinking water, but a yep. gallon won't last long. No. It says, uh, according to this chart, one gallon of water per day will suffice for one person. Ooh. Because they, how, what are you supposed to have, like, eight, eight ounces of water or ten eight-ounce glasses of water a day or something like that? I think people overhydrate. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, tools and supplies, obviously, you know, duct tape. If you have, like, two-way radios, if you're in, like, a small group or anything like that, that's obviously people need that. Sanitation and hygiene, that's where I start getting a little iffy. I'm not going to be worried about washing my clothes or brushing my teeth. Like, well, it's, it's necessary, but if all I have is a backpack... <laughs> 
brushing your teeth seems like a good thing to do though because like the last thing you want to do is get an infection in the zombie apocalypse and if your tooth is killing you it just brings me back to thinking about it's not a zombie movie but castaway where he he extracts his tooth with a skating yes like break it out yeah like do you want to do that and i mean okay in zombie apocalypse scenarios like in movies and tv there's always the doctor or the funny realization that like what were your main uh, patients oh horses the you know the veterinarian doctor but is there ever a dentist think about it no never is exactly <laughs> that's why everyone's losing their teeth keep those pearly whites clean <laughs> um let's see we got clothing and bedding um i mean when it comes down to it, you just need the clothes on your back. You can wash them in a stream or, you know, anything like that. Bedding, I'm just going to try to sleep where I can. I'm not going to carry a pillow and a sleeping bag. Well, I think like a blanket guys. would come in handy. I mean, we all live in winter areas. Yeah. And my, my thought is always that the winter areas are better because zombies will slow down. Yeah. It'll be too cold off the thaw out, which would be pretty cool. Mm. Uh, also, it would keep them alive longer. Slow True. The, the decay process. True. Um, we also have important documents. Driver's license, passport, and birth certificate are what they have written down. Why do you need that? I don't think you need any of that. Well, okay. Uh, their you... recommendation is if in case society becomes rebuilt. <laughs> but you know what? I have enough student loan debt that if society becomes rebuilt, I'm getting a new name. Yeah. <laughs> Pick Riven. Yes. <laughs> I'll just change a couple letters and we're good to go. Exactly. All right. Well, after prepare, step two is research. So this is stuff that we could do now. Um, zombie movies to watch that they recommend that will help you prepare is a movie called Rec. Uh, R-E-C, like record. I don't oh, yeah. know what movie that is. I don't know if I've seen that one. It's, it's a, a um, Spanish, isn't it's it? It's a Spanish film. Okay. And they're more kind of like ghosts and ghouls than they are zombies i thought i've never seen it but that's what someone told me okay yeah i've never seen that one i have seen 28 days later they recommend that one which is i guess if you're gonna have crazy rage virus running zombies yeah you never know what you're gonna get exactly uh, uh night of the living dead both versions of dawn of the dead and zombie land out of that list i think if you watch zombie land you'd be good yeah zombie land's great for like rules you know i think that's one of the first like zombie movies that like really hammer in the rules right you know like the uh, cardio the double tap blah 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 oh yeah i mean it's you know everything else is just people trying to figure out what's going on in this one they have a a certain way to do things and to train or prepare and they're doing push-ups and get ready always you have to always be alert you know i want to watch that movie again i haven't seen it in a long time (laughs) It's a good movie. I like it. If it's on Netflix, I wonder if we could do like a, a commentary for it. It uh, It's not on Netflix streaming as far as I know, but I have it on Blu-ray. I do too. I was going to say I could easily just go pick it up. I think it is yeah. on Blu- I think it is on Netflix. I remember watching it. It might be in Canada. It used to be yeah. here in the U.S., but they just pulled it recently. Yeah. I think you're right. That okay. would be fun. Do a little commentary track. Um, well, Halloween's coming. Have- they also have books, zombie books to read, which you can probably guess the first three. Uh, the Zombie Survival Guide, obviously. Uh, I have two different versions of that book. So do I. Um, then they have The Walking Dead, which is, you know, depending on when you start reading it, could be 100 comics, could be more. So that may take you a while. Uh, World War Z, which I got about halfway through and got kind of bored with it. Um mm. I don't know if you guys read that one. That's the like the the diary almost. I didn't, but we can wait. We can wait for the movie. It's coming yes. soon. The uh, I guess if you listen to the audio version of that book, they have a bunch of actors doing the voices, and it's a lot better. Um, like the guy who plays the Jesus on Big Lebowski does one of the voices, and yeah, it's a Turo, John Turturro. Yeah. So I, I guess that's better. Um, but the the book, I mean, it's just diary entries, so it's 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 it gets real dry. Um. They also have the Morningstar Saga. I don't Which know I have read. Is. Have you? I have yes. no idea what that is. Um, it's a... Yeah, I read, I've, seen, bleh, I've done the audio version of it. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking for something zombie-related to listen to while I was doing stuff. And that got recommended to me on Audible. And it's 
it's not bad. Um, it's very dry at first. Um, I think it was the author's first attempt at a novel. Mm-hmm. So the first few chapters, they're kind of like, here's how it's going. Here's the characters. Here's this. And it sounds like a plot outline for the first, like, three or four chapters. And uh, then about five chapters in, it's like people start getting personality. And you're like, oh, okay. He was learning. Ah. Uh, but there's a, a lot. Is it like a basic zombie book? or It's basically about uh, a virus in Africa that spreads throughout Africa. And U.S. troops are sent there to try and contain the virus. And it ends up spreading so fast that it overtakes Africa. And it's about the soldiers and reporters that were there trying to find their way home here in the U.S. while the U.S. has an outbreak. And a scientist who's trying to find a cure for the virus. That's kind of cool. It's a series of three books. I've only read the first two. The third one just came out. Because the author died writing it. Oh, is he a zombie? Because that would be uh, ironic. I don't know. Too soon, Rick. Too soon. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, and then the last one I have on the list uh, is Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which I have and I haven't read it. I've never read that one. I've heard interesting things though. I mean, I've, I've heard a film is coming. Uh, I have a movie coming. I mean, it's the same guy. It's um, Seth Graham Smith. He's the guy who did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. So it's the same writer. Oh, okay. Um, so after that movie came out, they're probably like, yeah, we can do a zombie one too. Um, but from what I hear, it's essentially the original Pride and Prejudice, and then they just kind of like drop zombies in there. <laughs> so I, I have it. I should read it, but it's just kind of sitting on my shelf. Interesting. So, and that brings us into step three, which is training. Uh, I won't go into huge detail, uh, but apparently there's events all over the United States, like zombie runs and all that stuff. Uh, and according to the chart, the, the two states that have the most zombie events, zombie-related events, is New York and Texas. I mean, kind of the biggest places. Mm-hmm. And then the, uh, the two states with the least amount of zombie events is Arkansas and Alaska. Well, Alaska is kind of unfair. <laughs> Alaska's unfair and Arkansas, probably kind of unfair, too. I'm kind of <laughs> surprised Maine isn't on here because Maine actually has a lot of zombie events. There's a zombie walk at some point during the summer. There's a zombie kickball event, and there's another zombie event sometime in the winter. Yeah. The, uh, I, I want to do one of those at some point, like the zombie run. I think that would be cool. Mm. Um, the one on this list, I'm not going to go through them all. The one that weirds me out the most is apparently in New York City. Um, they play zombie Quidditch. Really? That's the one that, that <laughs> jumped out of you as weird? <laughs> Come watch and support your local Quidditch teams just in case the zombies turn out to be Harry Potter fans. Oh, see, I I saw the boobs of the dead one from Chicago. It's a burlesque zombie show, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, the, we we talked about um, zombie strippers a couple episodes ago, in the sense that it's zombies that are dressed provocatively, but they're like they're rotting. Like, I don't get it. Like, is is that supposed to be sexual? I mean, it's just it's not. They're dead, right? <laughs> well, obviously, obviously, the ones in the boobs of the dead burlesque show are not dead. Well, they're it's not the, really dead, but they're right. dressed up like zombies, right? It's kind of, it's kind of like Halloween. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it's still dressed up. It's still weird. It is. It is definitely a weird, like fetish kind of thing. I, it, maybe it's like okay. Maybe I'm thinking. I, I'm not. I'm. It's not like full on strip club. It's like in between a gentleman's club and. You know, where you go in and just get drinks, and there's women servers, and then there's the strip club, which is obviously the hardcore stuff. Right. But a burlesque place is like, they have their clothes on, they're just dancers, right? Right, they dance almost down to nothing, but everything's still covered enough, is what a burlesque show usually is. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but it's, yeah. it's definitely going to be like some sort of fetish kind of thing. It like is people. weird, though. It just it, it jumped out at me as like, what? <laughs> or people just really want an excuse to go see a burlesque show and they're like i like zombies it's themed that's a good yeah. point that's a great way to convince uh, the significant other that it's okay right. there's not it's a zombie show it's just you know don't worry i about have it. several friends that do burlesque shows so oh, really? i wasn't surprised to see that there was boobs of the dead i was like oh yeah okay whatever <laughs> so lou our resident burlesque expert right well now that we I'm know far ex- from it far from oh, okay, it. okay okay now that we know secrets of Lou's life, um, step four of this chart, which is the last step, is just wait. Oh, yes. Get ready, educated, strong, and wait. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I mean, it's a it's it's a good list of things that you know to prepare you. I mean, granted the the research list. I mean, it's just you watching fictional zombie stuff. It's not really research, mm. um, but it gets you in the mindset. Yeah. Um, but the preparation, the prepare, the first one is probably the best one. Yeah. It will. Not a lot of people know. Like in society, we're so removed from the survival instinct that like a lot of people don't know how what you'd need to survive. Exactly. You know, because we're so used to just like, oh, I'm home from work. Let me get a beer and open the fridge. Oh, what's for dinner? Leftovers. Great. Yeah. You know, we're well, we're not aware of how it would work. Like a lot of us, and like camping, I think would be a great way to get prepared. Oh yeah. If you go, if you do camping a lot, then you're prepared. To oh yeah. You, you know how to survive a yeah. week out of the house, right? But like the average person right now, if they're like, if the zombie apocalypse happened right now, they'll grab food, and they'll grab water, and that's probably it. They'll yeah. Grab, they'll bring their cell phones. Like, they won't have tools and stuff, you know, radios, flashlights. They'll probably just, you know, they'll think of food and water, and then the rest will be what they find. Exactly. I mean, today here in Maine, we had an earthquake, and the first thing (laughs) that I thought was was zombies, and then second thought was food, water, what's in the fridge, what do I have, what's going on, and then I ran outside to see if anybody was outside, and there was nobody outside. I didn't realize it was an earthquake until I looked for Facebook, but, but you know, th- it's definitely what happens, strange. you know, the world's falling apart. What's going on? Exactly. Well, enough about preparation, and uh, let's talk about some zombies in the news. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. All right, Zombies in the News, segment where we talk about stuff that's going on with zombies in the news. Uh, now, Ryan, uh, what's going on with Simon Pegg here? Um, it appears as though someone is making a mod for Left 4 Dead, the original Left 4 Dead, which you can tell because the video... I, okay, the first thing that uh, uh, came out at me is, like, Left 4 Dead looked this bad. Like, it looked awful. Do you guys get that as well? Uh, it, it definitely looks really dated. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean... Know when the first one came out, because I never played the first one. Yeah. So, I don't know how far back it came out, but it definitely looks dated. I could have sworn they were closer together, but I, I guess I'm wrong. But, uh, anyways, uh, that aside, I mean, this is a mod, uh, unsupported by uh, Universal, which Simon Pegg says that they would need to approve it to get the official backing. But it's uh, Left for Winchester, and it's uh, it's a Left for Dead campaign based on the Shaun of the Dead movie. Um, and in the video, you see the main character with the cricket bat, and you see the pub that they go to, and um, didn't appear to have any, like, official, um, like, clips and stuff. Like, you know, there was no Simon Pegg um, one-liners or anything that I heard, but... Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. granted, if they don't copy it right from the movie and they change words... I mean, I played... I remember playing Counter-Strike. I played a level that was a Walmart... Like, they, they, someone made a mod where the level was literally a Walmart building. That sounds so, like fun. <laughs> I mean, I guess if they don't, like, use the names or anything like that from the movie, I mean, they can technically get away with it under, like, parody laws. Yeah. No, I can see that. But, I mean, I um, I wasn't, wasn't feeling it. I like the idea, though. Yeah. Wasn't a cricket bat one of the pre-order gifts for Left 4 Dead 2 in one of the, uh, uh, I think, the Xbox version? I don't, I don't remember. But, I mean... Maybe you mean like a downloadable cricket bat or yeah yeah oh, I think okay it was a pre-order bonus when you when the game first released maybe I I think you can get a cricket bat in that game I remember we were playing and I actually got a cricket bat nice so well other than cricket bats um, Lou uh, what would happen if the Titanic had some zombies on it uh, if the Titanic had some zombies on it well somebody written a has written a book about it. Uh, over at io9, they talked about um, someone has written a book called Deck Z, and it's uh, about a zombie outbreak on the Titanic. Um, so my first thought was, wait, isn't there a film called Titanic that's all fancy with Leonardo DiCaprio? Let's remake <laughs> it with zombies. That was my first thought, but right, <laughs> that would be that would be crazy because there's nowhere to go. Yeah. You're on a ship with zombies. You can't, and especially the Titanic, where you're in like the Arctic. I mean, they hit uh, a uh, 
Iceberg. Iceberg. <laughs> they hit an iceberg, so it's obviously cold enough, and they all died in the water. So well, if you get zombies on the Titanic, where are you going to go? The scariest part is the Titanic is famous for not having enough lifeboats. Right? So we talked about this last week. We were talking about, like, the worst location, and a, a cruise was one of them. And... and uh, like because of the Titanic, there are rules on cruises where there has to be enough lifeboats for all the people on board. Um, and the Titanic, one of the main problems with it was there was only a limited amount of lifeboats. So that makes this premise even more scarier. Um, but I, you know, sorry, go ahead. It's just weird. Um, I mean, I guess this this the the writer is uh, Chris Pauls and Matt Solomon, and I guess. He's probably maybe trying to jump on the whole Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter thing. Yeah. Like taking something in history and adding a supernatural thing to it. And, you know, it always surprises me how people can figure out a new way to take something relevant to the the plot or the location and apply a zombie twist to it, like Deck Z or <laughs> Lot Z or, you know, like, it's just... Yeah, it's just weird. It's it, it, I'm, I can only come up with one example, which is Deck Z, but you know what I mean? <laughs> because that's the one we're looking at. Yeah, exactly. But you know like what I'm World saying. World War Z and yeah. All that oh yeah, yeah, exactly. World War Z is a good one. Um, that's the only two. <laughs> maybe. Uh, day, let's see, Daisy. Daisy. Um, they, always use, they always use Z. Okay, yeah. I'm just gonna let you do it because you're much better at this <laughs> than I am. <laughs> Isn't there War Z now too? Yeah, yep. War Z is another game coming out. That's a Daisy. Um, I don't want to say rip MMO off. Kind of thing, yeah, we'll yeah. say competitor. Yeah. Um, we don't want to be mean here. So, what do you think, Louie? You think you're gonna check this out? I think I might check it out. If I do, I'll get back to you guys about it. Right. Good. Cool. We'll be, we'll be looking for your review in the future then. <laughs> Next time on Zamp. Now. I see that we have a, a a PSA here, Ryan. What's that? What's it? What's going on with that? I'm really glad you threw this one at me because I first want to state that this is for a Canadian uh, corporation. This is a, a for the uh, Heart and Stroke Foundation um, in Canada here, and it's a three minute video of uh, a woman being chased by zombies. And what appears to be a CG zombie at the start and then turns into a horde of real people. And basically what happens is she has a heart attack and falls over and uh, the zombies start giving her CPR. And as they're giving her CPR, it'll stop and show like the steps for CPR. It's really quirky. And then like they revive her using CPR and she gets up and she's like, oh, thanks, guys. And then they eat her. And it's a it's a public service announcement for CPR and 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 training people on how to do CPR and it's just really weird. It's like as the video is ending, you see like the title cards come up and everything, and it's like you see zombies resuscitating people to eat them. <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess when oh. you compare it, zombies like their food alive, and you know we kind of like our food dead and and cooked. So I don't know. I only, guess I can see it. Only in Canada. Would they make a video of zombies helping people? Well, see, no, like, <laughs> it has nothing to do, it, it is, well, I guess it has something to do with Canada, but the director is a, a, a crazy person, and um, he did uh, Splice, um, I don't know if you guys seen that one, that's a freaky movie, I think he did yes. the Cube movies? Yes, yeah. Cube, Splice, uh, I'm trying to find There's another name. one. Uh, no, it's Vincenzo just... Natali. Yeah, Splice is really creepy. It's about like an alien thing and involves sex that is not cool, and <laughs> it's just really it. It got to me, and every time I think about it, it's like it's creepy. Um, Cube, not so much, but yeah, he's crazy, and this little uh, video is 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 really cool and interesting, and um, I, yeah, it's Canadian, so I, I kind of dug that. I find it really interesting that. People like the Heart and Stroke Foundation are using zombies, and even um, the CDC here in the states did a bunch of zombie stuff to get people prepared for disease outbreaks, and they used zombies as the example, which was just weird. But <laughs> I guess I can see why they did it. And Take something that's popular in culture and give it. Trying a to get that younger generation, yeah, yeah. concerned about having doing CPR. 
Well, I mean, and that's where I came to the realization that zombies are kind of start are being i'm kind of starting to see the arguments for zombies being overdone like at least with the cdc it makes sense it's fun it's quirky you know this is never going to happen but you know you guys all know what zombies are and it's this is a, a fun way of explaining disease control but cpr and zombies it's a well if you watch the video you'll see how weird and and very doesn't, awkward. doesn't matter yeah awkward perfect word very awkward yeah um well, onto something that's not awkward. How come George Romero doesn't have a Hollywood star yet? And what's this Indiegogo campaign for, Lou? A fan of George Romero and all of his movies has started an Indiegogo campaign because he thinks that George Romero deserves a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And he thinks that if he gets enough donations, his goal is $45,000. He thinks he can get George Romero a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Which I thought he kind of already did, so this was kind of news to me. Huh. Yeah, well, it's like um, Ralph Garman just did this for uh, Adam West. Adam West didn't have a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and uh, they did like a big campaign like this because it's really expensive to do these stars. Hmm. Um, I mean, if you look at it, um, just going through the uh, the George Romero one, the the cost of the Hollywood star is thirty thousand dollars. So you have to pay. For your star. That's weird. That almost seems like the opposite of how it should work. But then people like Bugs Bunny have one. <laughs> well, because I mean? the studios pay Yeah, them. I would say the studios. Yeah. It's, and it'll be like crazy because I'm sure Mel Blanc has one and Bugs Bunny has one. But they're the same. You That's know, because Mel Blanc voiced him. So it's, it's very strange what the criteria is. So, well, I mean, and, and again, like, this is the problem I have with this is that even if they raise the money, the uh, people who run, what is it, the, yeah, no, 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 I'm trying to find the, the actual group. The Hollywood Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, well, that's who installs it, but do they have to, like, approve it? There's an approval process. There's still an approval process, yeah. Yeah, okay. They still, they still have to get, they still have to approve making the star. Okay. And here's the here's my problem with this whole thing is that... Um, Romero should have forty five thousand in the bank, right? Like, why do his fans need to pay for it? Exactly. Is that, mean, it's my only like kind of like this is fishy. Not fishy. It's just obviously George Romero is a good guy and he doesn't care whether he's a star or not. But his fans right. do, obviously. Right. But but the the other, the only other thing I'm thinking of is maybe he doesn't have a star. Because, I mean, yeah, he pioneered the zombie movie movement, but that's about it. And you know to be I mean? honest, he hasn't really made anything. He well, hasn't really made anything, like, worth noting since then. Yeah. We're so pretty I mean, hard maybe, on him for doing a zombie podcast, well, I, but. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what Hollywood's looking at. They're like, look, I mean, you know, he did, he did some good stuff, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, uh, like thirty or forty. Thirty, forty years ago. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's done some stuff since then, but but he kickstarted the genre. Yeah. Now, so, but I guess he, the Indiegogo thing. I mean, it's the whole new craze, anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's a, I love it. Like Kickstarter and all, all crowds, all crowdfunded stuff. Has he said anything about this effort? Like, has there been sort of a Romero kind of like I approve this kind of thing? That I don't know. Because that would be interesting to see. Yeah, does he even know about it? Um, according to their updates, John Carpenter has spoken out and supported the project. And several of uh, Simon Pegg has spoken out and given the project thumbs up. And so have a couple other directors. Big people like that, he should have hit his goal by now. Yeah, no kidding. I wonder if these guys donated. <laughs> oh. It's only at, at 7,000. He's got 42 days to go. Oh, there's a long, a long one. Well, we'll keep an eye on it for sure. Well, we'll keep everyone posted. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that'll be it for the news. Um, so why don't we go into this week's weapon of choice? Grab the shotgun. Everybody grab a weapon. I got some ammo right here. Now that's a weapon. <laughs> All right. Weapon of choice is where we come together and... Uh, critique uh, another host's choice of a weapon that would be used in the zombie apocalypse. And this week is Ryan's choice. And Ryan needs to redeem himself from the first episode we did where he said uh, beer bottles. Yeah. Critique, 
More like, let's make fun of someone for four episodes until they're back up. And then he dreams about it every night and doesn't get any sleep. Well, now you have to redeem yourself. We're trying to give you a complex, Ryan. We're trying to give you a complex. The last thing I need is multiple complexes. Okay. All right. Let's start this thing off and pray to the sweet zombie lords that this works out for me. Um... Last time we did this, I did a home scenario. Uh, this time, I'm going to do an office scenario because I work full time. I'm 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 at the office a lot, and I was trying to think. And again, Canada, I work in an office building. There's not a lot of like we don't have a security person, um, you know. So there's no guns. There's no tasers. But I thought of uh, an interesting weapon, which would be a fire extinguisher. And um, multi again, the whole multi-purpose thing in the sense that it's a bashing weapon. Um, you can use the foam to kind of like spray it in the zombies' faces. I don't know if that would do anything, but you'd probably be better off saving that if there was ever a fire. Like mm-hmm. if someone were to use beer bottles as a malted cocktail, having that also, fire extinguisher you handy. You could also use the spray to um, decrease its weight and make it more maneuverable. Yeah, and and again, like this is 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 sort of a one use scenario where, in the sense that if you use all the foam, it's gone, but you can still use it as a a a smashing object. And if we learned anything from movies and TV, a fire extinguisher will take out a zombie head. Like it'll cave that sucker right in. Um, oh yeah, there's multiple occasions, and and you know, um, um, I kind of thought of expanding this in the sense of like a whole fire prevention suite of objects. You know, you have Depending on where you are, you might have the old, like, fire axe embedded in the case. Um, From what I was able to tell, I could only find a large extinguisher in the office. And, yes, on break, I did walk around the office (laughs) (laughs) and looked for the fire extinguisher. And it's like, oh, just a fire extinguisher, no axe. Okay, you know. Uh, We have a picture. I just picture you at work walking around going, what can I use for a weapon? Yeah, I went in the the coffee room. you going, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, and I was, you know, I was actually thinking of tweeting about that, and I'm like, you know, that might be grounds for reporting me to the police. Like, I'm, I'm searching around <laughs> my office for a weapon. Exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's so. Yeah. So I stopped pretty. pretty Fire quick. extinguisher, heavy. Um, bottom has kind of it's not really sharp edges, but it's a flat edge uh, with the edge of the the cylinder. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Um, you have uh, sort of redeemed yourself. Sort of. What? The? <laughs> I, um, I will go as far as to say this one redeems you. Yeah, yes. this, this is a good choice. I didn't think the beer bottles was that bad a choice, man. I really had to <laughs> knock it out of the park. It is. It's definitely a good choice. I'm just giving you crap. I know. It's, I know. it's definitely a good choice. It's it's got weight to it. Um, it's got the phone to put out a fire in case you're trying to get in or out of a building that's on fire, trying to get away from the zombies. Um, you could even shove the hose in the zombie's mouth and fill its head with foam. Yeah, it's multi-purpose, so, and it's and multi- you know we'll let Bob check the tapes and we'll see we'll we'll get a we'll get a verdict back from him as to whether I'm redeemed or not. I guess. And you can you can even add like a strap to it so you can sling it over your shoulder to carry it, and then you can take it. And if it's not too heavy, you can like kind of whip it around a little bit and smash it into faces. Mm-hmm. Except just like a bludgeoning device. You could create fire extinguisher nunchucks. Ooh. That might be a little too crazy. Once you get them little like RV ones that are like little small tanks. Yeah, like kitchen ones. You can get them. They're like smaller. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. put a chain between the two. (laughs) There you go. Well, all right. I think think redemption has been here. (laughs) um, Yeah, so uh, we'll have to figure out who next week's weapon of choice is. I'm guessing it is Lou. Lou, were you second last time? Uh, I think I was third last time. Were you third? Oh, no, I was second. Yeah, because, Rick, you're doing dead decisions, so you'll be weapon of choice. So it's my choice next week. All right. I'll figure something out, I'm sure. But now we will go into what we're here to discuss, which is our new... It'll be our new segment until the season is over or on break. (laughs) So uh, tonight's topic of the week, we're going to discuss The Walking Dead Season 3, Episode 1. Zombie Topic of the Week. All right. Now, zombies back on TV. 
a good zombie show that we love, what was everyone's initial thought of the premiere? I liked it. Hmm. Um, I like the fact that they put it several months ahead of where the show left off. That way they could explain that the kid was older and things that were going on and that they made it through the winter. Yeah, and his yeah. wife is super fake pregnant. Yeah, it was, yeah, super fake pregnant, but we didn't have to deal with her becoming pregnant, like the whole winter months where she's growing and complaining that her feet are swelling from one pound. <laughs> but seriously, though, like I, I was saying this to Ashley. She was watching it with me, and I said, like, man, I just hate the way uh, they do pregnancy in TV. It just looks so fake. I've seen a pregnant woman before, and she wouldn't. It's very rare that she would look like she has, like, this plastic mold under her shirt. The and thing that always gets me about stuff like that is the stomach is the only part that makes them look pregnant. The rest of them still looks like they're playing tennis. Exactly. Yep. And, and Ashley turned to me and she says, what do you expect them to do? And I said, they're actors. I expect them to get pregnant and, and, and invest themselves in the role. <laughs> Man and, and she just got up and left the room. And I, <laughs> she was very angry with me at that point. Um, but... Yeah, you mentioned skipping the winter months, and I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to see any winter content. Uh, you know, I'm I was bummed that at the end of season two, mm-hmm. they saw the prison. Like they were, well, they were at the hill, and the prison was right there over the hill, like maybe a couple miles away. You could see it, <laughs> but it took them all winter. Yeah, that's a good and point. Then, and then they stumbled upon it, and Rick was like, "This would be a good place to camp out." But like, you saw it. Six months ago. Well, <laughs> we saw it in the pan, but... We, we be, saw it in the be pan. Poor, yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, we saw it in the pan, and I think that wasn't really for uh, for them. I think that was for the fans to say, yeah, yeah, next season, we're going to the prison. <laughs> but yeah. is that is that like a, a big... Like, who here's read the comics? I don't know if we've established that. I have. I've read, I've read a bunch 99. of them, but not all of them. Up to 99, wow. I'm up to 99. I think they're like 104, 105 now, but I'm a little behind. I usually wait a couple couple months and read a bunch in a chunk. Okay. So, uh, so I'm I'm pretty much up to date. So I should say, this is a non-spoiler question. Uh, I, I'm, again, I don't want you to spoil like the prison content, but is the prison a big deal? The prison is probably yes. like a 30 to 40 issue story arc. Wow. The okay. prison is like the biggest deal the prison is like one of three biggest deals in the in the comic books. Well, what are the biggest like without spoiling it? What are the biggest deals? Like you the have biggest the-, the biggest deal is uh, we've already seen it in the previews for season three, which is the governor, right? Um, he runs a town. With going into a little bit of spoilers, he runs a town that has zombie gladiator battles. Really. They pit zombies against people who don't follow the rules. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that gets pretty intense for a while. But uh, there's a lot of stuff. And, like, the newest one, the, you know, it's still it's not really a spoiler. But in the newer ones, they uh, they find a community that's been built with walls around it. So there's, there's areas. The problem with the comic book and the show so far is it's the same, same setup. It's, you know... They're by themselves, they're in the woods, they find a place, they're safe for a little while, they're by themselves in the woods, they find a place. You know what I mean? It's like a it's like a roller coaster ride. Yeah, I've heard that's one of the, the complaints. And and I really do, for the sake of this show and for the podcast and for Walking Dead the T V show, I need to read through the comics because I kinda I think I'm on through the first volume, but uh you know, I kinda felt the same way about this episode as I did the most recent walking dead video game episode episode four in the sense that there was a lot of zombie killing action which some of it was really good um you know there was a it's it's with this show they've done so many cool killing zombie shots that there was only a few in this episode that really made me go yeah that was awesome um like ripping the face off of the guy with with the gas mask yeah that got me was part of it almost and that looked really good you know how like in old like 90s movies where in horror movies if they were if they ripped the skin off and there was a it was a skull underneath it always looked really cheesy yeah in this it looked so believable it was it was it was really well done i mean the effects this show ruins pretty much every other zombie thing i can watch because the, the effects on the zombies just look phenomenal 
I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gushing. It's weird that I'm gushing over something like this, but it's, uh, they definitely have the money where it needs to go. You know, the other crazy thing is uh, just a little background stuff. The prison they go to isn't a real prison. They built it from the ground up for the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? So it's like a that. set. Yeah. If you go on their website, they have a bunch of like um, like behind the scenes stuff. They built that entire prison. It's all built just for the show because they didn't. I don't know if they didn't want to go use one that was already made or or what. But yeah, it's completely built for the show, ground up. Even the bricks on the wall on the outside, they the dirt and everything. It's all built for the show. Wow. Which is crazy. I mean, that's going to be huge budget. I think we're safe um, to say that we're going to be at least a season or two in the prison then. Oh, yeah. Because they mean, wouldn't I, spend that kind of money if they weren't going to use it for a while. Exactly. And if, you're, if, you, if you read the parts of the prison that I've read, you know shit goes down at that prison later on. Really? Well, I mean, oh. speaking of shit going down, I mean, it, it, the, the episode sort of, you know, progresses and you sort of start to feel safe in the sense that, ah, you know, they've gotten really good at killing zombies. And I got a little worried there when uh, Glenn's chick, I can't remember her name, got a little Maggie. close to Maggie, got a little close to one of the uh, SWAT guys. And then she like lifts up the helmet and stabs him underneath. And then they all, all of a sudden are all like, oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> they've turned into like a zombie tactical team. Yeah, like don't break rank, don't break rank. You know, it was really cool. And, um, the whole episode was just sort of killing zombies, and for those who are complaining, there's not enough zombie killing. Well, they got go. it this episode. Um, lots of it, and then, man, I mean, just and and the way it ended was just so quick. I kind of yeah. lost track of how long I'd been watching the episode, and having read you read the comics, you can probably see where it's going a little more than I can. But like, just the fact and. Am I missing something in the sense that, uh, you know, he gets bit on the leg and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, great. He's, he's, he's done. Uh, Herschel, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then they just, they just, they transition into let's chop his leg off mode. Like. They, it's weird because in the show they already know that they're all infected. Right. Like they've already announced we already are infected. In the comic, they don't. And they cut off his leg. Well, it's not him per se. He's, he doesn't even make it to the prison in the comic. <laughs> it's, it's another character that loses a limb. I'm not going to say which one in case it happens on the show. Well, yeah. yeah. I know which one limb. I've heard yeah. rumblings. And, and again, we don't want to spoil like, right. stuff we're not but talking they, about. They cut it off because they assume that by cutting it off before the infection sets in that they won't turn into a zombie. Or they, yeah, they won't die from the infection and then, exactly. and then come back. So I, I can get that. And and again, we're not we're not given a hint as to whether he'll survive or not because he passes out. Exactly. Um, yeah, but we you, don't know if he's gonna live or not. We all we know is that Rick needs him to live long enough to deliver that baby, and that's it. Yeah, that's a good point. Because so he might have cut the leg off just to like keep him going for a little while longer, just to deliver the baby. Right, but then and then yeah, the, obviously the camera moves over and you just see, and this weirded me out a little bit. Um, you 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 look over and you see these convicts just like surprised as to what happened, you know. Yeah, like, and at first you think they're zombies until um, Daryl gets real close to him, and then they I don't remember what the guy says. He's like, "Holy shit!" or something. Yeah, like that. he's like, "Like, what have they seen that that that." Well, I mean, seeing a group of people burst in, the guy take his belt off and then hack a guy's leg off. And I had to explicitly turn – I turned to Ashley. I'm like, you don't want to look up because shit's about to go down. Um, she's not a fan of the gore. But yeah. I'm here cheer, cheering on like, oh, my God, they're cutting his leg off. Depending said, on how they go yeah. with it on the show, they're either they're either concerned with seeing someone who just got their leg cut off or that they're seeing survivors that aren't zombies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be. It could be either. They could be like, "Holy shit, you just cut that guy's leg off," or "Holy shit, there's more people alive." Exactly. Um, the biggest nitpicky thing that I had is that Rick's beard <laughs> is awful short for a man who's been living in the woods for like ten months. Well, I mean, he might be able to. He might have it. a pair of scissors. In the comics, he's got a burly like, like the guy from the brawny paper towels beard. <laughs> he's got a huge beard in the comic. He's got a lumberjack uh, beard, as we say up here in Canada. Yeah, and I'm just like, come on! I haven't shaved in three months, and my beard's longer than his. <laughs> so get with it. You mentioned, Maybe, sorry, go ahead. 
I was say maybe the actor just doesn't want it because uh, he doesn't want to deal with the beard. But come on. Well, like no, I said, everyone else can... looks the same except for Herschel, who looks crazy, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl, whose hair got longer, and he grew up a little bit. Everyone else looks like it's the next day. <laughs> like they're just dirtier. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and, but I mean, you mentioned Rick, and is anyone else getting the vibe that it's getting a lot harder to like that guy? He seems like kind of a dick. He. He's way more of a dick in the show than he is in the comic book. But at some point, he has to. Someone has to take control, and if they don't listen to him, they're just gonna, you know, see you later. Um, but he is. He's going a little. I don't know if they're going a little too far with it on the show, because he was the guy you were rooting for in season one and two, and now he's he's a dick. Mm. I didn't get the the, the the he's a dick vibe. Um, from the first episode but I definitely got it at the last episode of season two when he went this is not a democracy anymore well he's just yeah. pissed off because his best friend betrayed him but um, I mean that was the end of naive everybody's a cool dude Rick exactly. but in season three like every time he talks to his wife he's always talking he's like you know I'm trying to protect us get the fuck away from me Go t- if you need to talk to someone talk to Herschel you know exactly. it's kind of like don't talk to me. I'm the king. You know, talk. Yeah. It's like and he treats a, he treats her like she's the queen to his kingdom, right? Like you know, don't talk to me. I'm too busy running this this gig. Exactly that, and like Carl at the beginning when he was opening that can of dog food. Yes. I mean, granted, it's dog food, but it's something. Uh, and he just takes it out of his hands and like throws it against the wall. You know, like, you, like I, he's saying, "Look, no, you're not eating that." Yeah. Like, well, it treated like, him like a dog. Exactly. And and that whole opening scene, I, I, I just there was no dialogue, and oh, it was no. <laughs> just zombie killing. Yeah, no, well, I mean, but it, I can understand not talking during the zombie killing, but it's more so like them just sitting there and relaxing, and it's like they're all just sitting there, and it's almost like they're afraid to talk. Yeah, you could tell that they're all like they've all been put in their place at some point over the winter months, mm-hmm. and now they're all just like, I don't want to open my mouth because I don't want him yelling at me. Exactly. So, and then I guess the other little thing we should talk about is um, Andrea and Michonne, who we barely see in the episode. But since when is Andrea almost dying? Well, she's sick, I guess, from the winter. She's like super sick. Yeah. And yeah, it seems I, like she has like the flu or something. Yeah, but she also seems like she's going crazy. Uh, well, I don't know if she's you, going if crazy. You were wandering around with someone with a samurai sword that drags her along a couple of zombies with yes. no arms. Yes. I might did, lose my mind too. The did best I? part about that is before the zombie apocalypse, Michonne was a lawyer. Like that's really? her backstory. How she was work? a lawyer. Am I the only one getting a vibe that uh, Michonne and, and Andrea are kind of like got this thing? Um, they kind of have this. Like, I mean, it could be. I'm not trying to like, you know, suggest things, but I mean, it could just be a really strong friendship. Or something more. I think it's, I think more. it's uh, Andrea's gratitude for Michonne saving her in the season finale. Because this will be a... It's kind of a spoiler. Um, but it's <laughs> Of what, huge, though? It's, the comic? It's or the... a huge spoiler that it's going to ruin the show, depending on if they say it in the show or just the comic. The two zombies that she has for pets, one's her boyfriend and the other one's her boyfriend's brother. Oh. And, like, she cut off their jaws and their arms so that she could keep them with her, but they can't grab her or bite her. Interesting. So she's not a lesbian. <laughs> um, There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. But and I'm not accusing you of thinking there is. <laughs> between her and Andrea, um, I don't think – I think it's more of a thank you for saving me. I'm forever in your debt kind right. of relationship. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I, and, so. and I mean I wasn't fishing for anything. I'm just – but that's, a, that's an interesting point and I wonder if the – I was kind of worried There's they were going to do the whole – and I'm still worried about this because I'm hearing there's going to be like three separate stories in the sense that you have the governor, McCone, and Andrea, and then Rick. And then, you know, in the second half of the season, they all kind of meet up and there's that clash. But um, McCone and Andrea, as seen from the previews, they're going to where the governor is, right? Correct. Um, I don't know if they're going to it or if they get found. Right. Um, but that's where they're headed, yeah. Okay. So... And- 
You know, you mentioned the governor and and this uh, city state that he runs. It it reminds me. It's it's the same premise for uh, episode four of Walking Dead in the sense that it's it's based around a walled off town that kind of like takes survival very seriously and like you know kicks people out who don't follow the rules, uh, doesn't allow people to have babies and you know hardcore stuff. Yeah. So it. it, it I, I I'm digging the um, the premise of season three. I'm 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 not sure how I feel about the whole prison thing. If, well, I wasn't I wasn't sure how I felt about it just based on the fact that it was like oh it's just infested with zombies. There's got to be more to it. And then they introduced the prison characters. So I'm looking forward to meeting some of those guys. Um, are they in the comics? Or like do you know what sort of to expect as from them as characters? They are in the comic, but they meet completely differently. Uh, in the comic, they like walk, they like try to get away from zombies, and they end up in like the cafeteria. And they turn around, and those prison guys are all sitting down in the cafeteria eating. <laughs> oh, so they meet a completely different way, but the, the, those characters are there, and they are inmates. Oh, okay. Which brings a whole other dynamic of Rick was a cop, right? And these guys were inmates. So I'm looking forward to exploring that dynamic. Uh, like, you know, every time I watch an episode of Walking Dead, it makes me want to go read the comics and, and yeah. catch up. It's sort of like how I felt with uh, Game of Thrones. Like, But obviously reading a comic is a little easier than a thousand-page book. But Yeah. You know. I, I would definitely recommend you read them. I will let you know that issue 100 will ruin your world. That's what I'm hearing, and I'm worried <laughs> it's going to be spoiled. It's obviously going to be spoiled for me by the time I get to 100, but... Ah, it's nothing you're going to see coming. I'll tell oh, you that good. much. Well, then I, I look forward to jamming on some walking dead soon then right um well all right then so that'll be that's our episode one discussion we pretty much covered everything i think from the episode um this will be our our every every week topic until i'm sure they're going to take a mid-season break uh so they did last year so we'll probably get like six episodes now and six or seven episodes in the spring mm-hmm. um but uh it'll be spoilerific if uh <laughs> If you don't want to know about it, skip over the topic of the week. Um, and that brings us into our last segment, which is the Dead Decisions. Dead Decisions. All right. Well, this, uh, the Dead Decisions is a scenario that one of our hosts creates to try to get the, the other one, uh, the other host to uh, figure out how to, what they're going to do, essentially. <laughs> uh, and this week's Dead Decision is mine. Um, so let's see. It still will involve all four of you, even though Bob isn't here. His, his character in this doesn't really do anything anyway. So in this scenario... You guys all work at a, uh, like a carnival fair kind of thing. So, you know. And Lou, in this scenario, you are brothers with Ryan. So we are creating scenarios here. Hmm. So, all right. Bob riding the Ferris wheel. He's up on top. Ferris wheel stops. Look over to the side, over the field. Zombie horde coming right towards the Ferris wheel. Ryan, you run the Ferris wheel, but it's not working. You can't get Bob down. And you know Bob. You guys are friends from work and all that stuff. So you can't get Bob down, but you know there's a generator that could start it back up because Bob is actually the tour guide for the helicopter tours because in New Hampshire we have fairs that have helicopter tours, which is weird. <laughs> so, so you know if you get Bob down, you can get to that helicopter and get away. So mm. that's like your number one goal. But then Lou, your brother, runs from the other direction screaming with a zombie horde coming after him. So I guess it's really Ryan's decision. Do you save your brother and risk dying or save Bob and get away from the zombies? Hmm. Because in this scenario, you guys are related. So point. Do what you will, Lou. He can hear you if you from the distance you're at, so you can try to convince him. And uh, Bob will be quiet because he's not here. 
So, and he's on top of a Ferris wheel anyway. So he probably wouldn't be able to. He he sees it coming, but so the Ferris wheel isn't working. But I can I can move it if I need to. But I only. It sounds like I only have a split second to save yeah, them there, both. There is a generator um, on the back side of the Ferris wheel. You can get to the generator and get back to turn the Ferris wheel on with just enough time. But if you do that, Lou's gonna get overrun. Mm-hmm. If you go save Lou, you guys might get away on foot. But Bob is not getting off that Ferris wheel with the helicopter that'll help you get away. But we're blood. <laughs> That's a good point. But okay, Lou, there's a there's a horde coming behind you. Do you think we can get away? How are we gonna get away? Or you know, this guy up here, he runs the helicopters. We might be able to all get away. What do you say? Leave me here to die. Jeez, he's a helpful brain. Wow, look at that. He's very understanding. <laughs> like, yeah, don't worry about it. Well, okay. Like, I'll uh, just come back and haunt you with your dreams as a zombie. Oh, okay. That's you, cool. you also, real quick, think about it. If Lou's screaming from the zombies, the zombies are going to start going towards him and not you. Right. But what's, like, how am I helping Lou? Like, can I just instruct Lou to run in a specific direction? I don't know. Like, oh, what I'm saying is, like, okay, run, Lou, run. like, Lou, if, if we were, if I was to help you, like, you don't need help. You're just running from the zombies. So I say, I yell to Lou and I say, I'm going to help Bob down. I got to go turn on the generator and then come back because he runs the helicopter. So head towards the helicopters. Um, That's not a good idea. No, it's not a good idea. Now the zombies are at the helicopter. Damn it. If you do it that way. Yeah, okay, don't do that. Um, <laughs> Lou, if you can, get to a building and get on the roof. It's a carnival. Would there be any buildings around? How do carnivals work? I don't know. A lot of a carnivals tent. are like little tents and um, like fair food, like little trailers with food in it. And so I'm sure the, the, the roofs of these of these trailers aren't up to code. Okay. He may just fall through. Okay, okay. No, scratch that. All right, Lou, run towards the open field. Run as fast as you can, but run in that... Run north. So run in whatever direction I'm pointing to, away from the zombie horde, and just run in a straight line. And uh, I'm going to help Bob down. We're going to get in the helicopters, and then we'll come for you. But just keep running. He doesn't have any respiratory issues, right? He can he can just run, right? He can run, yes. Okay, good. So you're not going to you know have an asthma attack on the way... So, okay, you just keep running. Bob is going to have the helicopter. We can lower a rope ladder. I assume there's some sort of safety rope ladder. Those mm-hmm. exist, right? Yes. Okay, yes, good. So that's my plan. And then, Rick, you can, you can say whether we survive or not. But I instruct Lou to run in, in, a, in, a, in a straight line away from the horde. And this way we can find him once we get in the helicopter and lower a rope ladder. And we all sail into the sunset. All right. I can tell you just on personal if I have to run, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> but, like, that's right. the thing is that, like, what, we, what would we have done? We would have had to run anyways, right? We don't have – like, the helicopter is our best bet. And, and if you can – if we were going to be running anyways, I figure if I can just instruct you to run by yourself, you know, that's what, that was my thought. So – and considering you were pretty cool with just staying behind, it sounds like you're not too angry. But, Rick, no. how would we do? All right. So in, in your – answer Hmm. you get bob you start the generator you get bob down the generator generates enough noise where the zombies that were chasing lou go towards the ferris wheel but lou's now running towards the woods on the northern side of this fair right you get bob down zombie horde's coming for both of you but not for lou anymore you never said there was a forest i told him to run to the clearing they're at a fair they're outside i guess you get to the helicopter you go up Lou's in the woods. You can't see him. But Lou doesn't. Lou doesn't make it. I wouldn't have instructed him to run into a forest. Where's my map? Evidently, I never looked north. It's oh. night, and any 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 kind of carnival. You thing, never mentioned it was night. It's always night. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> any type of carnival or fair are people who traveled there. They're not locals. Right. People who work at fairs. So now Lou's in the woods. The only way that you would have survived. Mm-hmm. is if you would have started the generator and you and Lou would have hopped on the Ferris wheel and waited it out with Bob. Yeah, that's... That's the only way you would have survived longer. You might not have survived completely, but if the zombies would have gone away, you could have got down and got to the helicopter after. So that being said, like Lou would have been picked, out, picked off in the forest. Yes, yeah. Probably. Lou, Lou's in the forest. You can't see him from the helicopter. Uh, so 
So Lou is either going to get picked off or he's going to make it to the next town over and then hunt you down and kill you. I probably would have specifically said not to run into the forest. <laughs> but now, but you, and then, but I mean, it sounds like you, in nighttime panic, alone ruins, ruins my idea. In panic, in a split second, in the dark, not knowing the area, you might not have known there was woods over there. Yeah. And, and that being said, like, like I said, night would have ruined the plan to begin exactly. with. Exactly. So, not the best dead decision. Something I came up with real quick. No, no, no. That's good. It's, but, uh, it, was, it was a little more of you had to make the choice instead of you deciding to make the choice of someone dying. I chose the, yeah. You chose the, the way the, out. Yeah, you the, chose the way out for you. Well, I, you selfish son of a bitch. I'm not going to do self-sacrifice. Like, what's the point in both of us dying? Or all, sorry, all three of us would have died in in that scenario if I had tried to help Lou because it, it's dark. Where would we have gone? We needed the we needed the helicopter. Exactly. Well, that's it for this week's dead decision, and that brings us right into our uh, to the end of the show. So, Ryan, where can everyone find us? Well, you can find us on the web at zombiesatemypodcast.com. And feel free to send us an email, uh, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. We'd be happy to read it on the show. Uh, we'll review, we'll, sorry, we'll read iTunes reviews as well, um, or even Twitter messages. Uh, you can follow us at Zombies Podcast. And I, I hear rumblings that Bob is working on a Facebook page, and it should be live very soon. Nice. Um, and I just want to give a quick shout out to Joel who did our artwork. You can you can see that probably on your iPod or music device right now, um, and on our website. And and he does great work. So be sure to check him out at StarCrossedOnline.com. And that's it for uh, listener yeah. feedback. Back to you. All Mike. right. Well, that was this week's Zombie Ate My Podcast from me, Rick, from Ryan. From Lou and from Bob, who is not here because he's being eaten by zombies. We'll see you next time. Bye.